Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. While you remain standing, I want to read one verse in your hearing. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 7. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 7. Today, if you will hear His voice, harden not your hearts. Today, if you'll hear His voice, harden not your hearts. Let's just praise Him one more time before we're seated. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for Your Word. God, it's anointed already. I pray, let it accomplish the purpose for which it has been sent. And give you all the credit and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I want to preach on the subject, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? You know, people have all kinds of reasons why they are not serving the Lord. Some don't even believe in God. Amen. And... uh That's a very sad thing because it's easy to see that there's a God. Amen. I saw Him, amen, in this creation. Amen. I feel Him in my soul in this service today. Praise God. Amen. So some don't believe Him. That's why they're, they're, you know, not making a move. Some believe in man-made and false religion. And so they're mixed up with something that it's not of God and they are not following Him. Some don't want their lives to change because, you know, in a significant way anyway. Amen. They want to keep doing what they're doing and, and uh, they, you know, they just want to, you know, want it the way they want it. And then, you know, some, they want to continue walking in darkness because their deeds are evil and they want to keep it that way. Because the Bible said, Amen. Their deeds are evil, so they want to stay in the darkness so the light doesn't uncover what's going on. Amen. And yet there are others that are waiting for something to happen before they make a move toward God. But see, the Bible tells us, uh, when we read about Elijah going against the prophets of Baal back in the Old Testament, amen, and all the people witness it. Amen. And he, he looked at the people that were watching this whole thing go on. And he said, how long are you going to be between two opinions? How long are you going to be undecided? He said, amen. And then we read in the book of Joel that later on that uh, the Bible said that uh, multitudes and multitudes are in the valley of decision. Amen. Praise God. And a, the, a place of decision and it's not a place to live. It's this passing through. Amen. We got to make a decision. Praise God. We got to have a made up mind. Amen. Praise God. And in this time we're living in, we've got to know what we're doing. Praise God. And what are people waiting for? So this last group of people, the people that are waiting for something to happen, Amen. They they believe there is a God and they have interest, amen, but they're waiting for something to happen before they make a move, before they commit themselves. And it's to this last group that I focus my words and my thoughts today. 
Amen. These are the people that are waiting for some kind of sign from God, some kind of miraculous, supernatural thing. They're waiting for something tangible that they can see, that they can put their hands on, that they can wrap their minds around. Amen. Bible said in John 4:48, Jesus told one person, he said unto him, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. And Jesus was frustrated, and you could tell he, that's not the way he wanted it to be. Amen. It's not waiting to see something, and then I'll believe. He said, no, you just need to believe, amen, that I am he. Amen. I am he. Praise God. Doubters seek after a sign. Scoffers and mockers seek after a sign. Amen. When Jesus came and talked to the Pharisees and the scribes in Matthew 12, he, in verse 38, he said, Then some of the scribes and Pharisees said to him, Teacher, we wish to see a sign from you. In other words, if we could see a sign from you, then maybe we'd you know, get on board. But they, they really weren't. They just wanted to see what he was made of and see what, what they were up against. See, they were the religious uh, big shots of the day, the Pharisees, scribes, uh, and the Sadducees. They were in charge uh, of Judaism and, and uh, the, the nation of Israel's religion. Amen. And they didn't want him to coming in here and taking all their people away and so forth. And so this was just another thing. They just wanted to see a sign for whatever reason. And they didn't weren't even uh, sincere about it. And he answered them in verse 39, An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign shall be given it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the whale, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Amen. Now, that's a sign that was going to be for everybody. Amen. Whether they asked for it or not, whether they were waiting for it or not. Amen. It wasn't too much in the future from what when this took place. Amen. That that was going to come to pass. He would be crucified. Amen. We're coming up on Easter in a couple of months. He would be crucified. And then he would be buried. And he would be in the tomb three days and three nights. But then he would come out of that tomb. And he would be resurrected, praise God, and give the power to the church that it needs. Amen. That's the sign He gave everybody. You want a sign? He died for us. You want a sign? He, ble he bled for us. You want a sign? His body was broken for us for our healing. We need to take those signs and run with them. Amen. Jesus hung on the cross. And all those religious leaders stood around with the, all the some of the followers of Jesus and the different ones that were just around those three crosses, the, the two criminals on either side of Jesus and the center cross on Jesus was on. And, you know, they tried to put vinegar on a sponge and on a stick and put it up for him to drink, but his face was already beaten to a pulp before he even got up there. And you know what vinegar will do to open wounds. So they just wanted to hurt him. They just wanted to humiliate him at this last time of his last few moments on this earth, you know, living as a human being. And then they said this. They scoffed at him in Matthew 27, 42. He saved others. Himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we will believe him. We'll believe it. 
When we see it come down from the cross, in other words, we'll believe him. You know, we'll let him have the synagogues. In other words, we'll, we'll, we'll follow him. And they, they wouldn't. If he would have came down from the cross, amen, they would have just went home and tried to conspire against him some more. Praise God. And so he knew that, and he wasn't coming down anyway because he loved us too much to get off of that cross. He, you, don't, you better believe he could have got off that cross. You better believe he could have called 12 legions of angels and wiped out those people. You better believe he could have stopped it all in its track right then. But then the purpose and the mission and the will of God and the prophecy of the Old Testament would not have been fulfilled. And we wouldn't have been saved. Amen. Praise God. He saved others, but he can't save himself. Oh, yes, he could. Amen. He's, you people don't even know he's too busy saving you. And you're just thinking about all this other stuff. And then in Luke chapter 16, we, we come to the story of Lazarus and the rich man. Some people call it just another parable, but it wasn't a parable. Now, a parable was, it had no names in it. You read all the parables of Jesus, there were no names in those parables. It was a certain sower went out to sow. Or this person did something with the sheep. Or this person this. Or that person that. Amen. And this was different because it named somebody Lazarus. And so this was not just a parable, a life lesson. Amen. Something, you know, to go by, a principle of living. This was uh, just hard facts, praise God. Amen. And there was a rich man, amen, that lived sumptuously and could care less about poor people or people in need or whatever. And then there was a beggar called Lazarus who, who didn't have anything. And he lay at the doorstep of that rich man. And that rich man every day would step over him and come back and didn't even give him the time of day. Amen. And both of those guys died. The rich man died and Lazarus died. Amen. And Lazarus woke up in a place called Abraham's bosom. Amen. It was a place of rest and a place of peace and a place of paradise for those at that time who died. Amen. In good graces with God. Amen. And the rich man died. And he woke up in hell. He woke up in flames. Amen. And he saw somehow from where his vantage point was in that place of torment, he looked across some great spance and he saw Abraham's bosom over there or something, whatever that was. And he saw Lazarus over there and he, and he saw Father Abraham and and he said, Father Abraham, I, I'm, I'm dying in this flame. I, I just need to, can, can Lazarus come over here and dip his finger in, in just in water? He didn't even ask for a, a little Dixie cup of water. He didn't ask for a 32-ouncer. He just wanted one drop. Can you just put one drop of water and cool, amen, this, this torment I'm in on my tongue here in my, these flames? And Father Abraham said, sorry, son, nobody can come from you to here and from there to there. Amen. It's a, it's a space that can't be traversed. It cannot be crossed. Praise God. And then so then the 
the rich man, the, the, the rich man the, then began to think about his family still alive on earth, his brothers still there. And then he said to Father Abraham in verse 27 and Luke 16, then he said, I beg you, therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house. In other words, send Lazarus, can you send Lazarus to my father's house? For I have five brothers that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Send him back from the dead and go talk to my brothers and convince them, don't go. Change your life. Whatever you got to do, live for God. Keep his commandments. You don't want to come to this place that your brother, I've come back from the dead to tell you your brother sent me. Amen. That You don't want to come. I know that you guys didn't believe in this. I know you guys did, and your brother didn't believe it. But he believes it now. Amen. And Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. Let them hear them. And he said, no, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He was so confident. He was a believer now. He was so confident. In other words, Jesus was saying, they have the Word of God, and that's all they need. They've got the Bible. That's what they need. they got the bread of life. they got the water of life. Amen. That's all they need. That's all they need. Amen. Every person will believe in Jesus at some point. But sadly, for many, it will be too late. It'll be like this rich man. He was now a believer. Amen. But now couldn't do nothing about it. He was trying to affect, amen, the destinations, the eternal destinations of his family members. But he couldn't do that either. But he, you got to give it to him. He tried. Amen. He tried to, to console himself with water, and that didn't help work. Amen. So he reached for his brothers. Amen. But you know what? It'll be too late to alter the eternal destination of anybody when they believe after. It's too late. The rich man was finally a believer in God, but it took going to hell to make that happen. Oh, Lord, while we're here, while we're still breathing, while we're still under the grace of God and the mercy of God, oh, I say, amen, what are we waiting for? Praise God. Whoever needs to get to what they need in God, whoever needs to be born again, what are you waiting for? Amen. Don't wait too long. Don't be like the five foolish virgins in Matthew 25 who waited too long. They ran out of oil, and when the time came, the bridegroom, the announcement came. In other words, like the trumpet blew, and hey, the bridegroom's coming right now. Let's get ready to meet him. And they weren't ready. And by the time they got ready, it was too late. The door was shut, and the only... Words that came from the other side of that door when they were knocking on that door to get in were, depart from me. I never knew you. Oh, God, help us. Amen. What are we waiting for? Hallelujah. Amen. I want to do what I have to do to be born again. I want to do what I have to do to, to pray for others. Amen. To see them. Amen. Praise God. We don't need to be worried about our family when we got to worry about ourselves first. Praise God. We got to get right with God first. 
Yes, we, we care about our loved ones and we care about our friends. Amen. But we got to be sure we're right with God. Amen. Philippians 2.10 and verse 2, verse 10 says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Someday, amen, every knee shall bow. Someday, every tongue shall confess but sadly, it might be taking this situation to get people to do that. Or when they stand before God after they have passed from this life, amen, not believing in Him or going in their own way or wanting to stay in the darkness and they stand before God, amen, they will have no choice then, but it'll be too late. But I willingly bow right now, amen. I bow while I have breath. I bow before God. I acknowledge Him as my Savior. He is my redeemer he is my baptizer and he is my soon coming king I bow and I confess his name is great above every name above every name amen now that the rich man was a believer he did not want his brothers amen he did not want his brothers to be lost so he thought he came up with that perfect solution to give them a chance that he didn't have. But you see, he had the same chance they did. Amen. He just got cut short, a little bit shorter. That last verse said, Luke 16, 31. This was the, the answer that Father Abraham gave him, and he came up with this brilliant plan. He said, but he said unto them, him, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. Come on now, somebody's waiting for some big old thing. Oh, I would. You know, if I just went to a funeral and then that person is knocking on my door a couple days later that I just saw Ray go down in the casket, I saw I viewed their body, and now they're knocking at the door wanting to come in and have tea with me. First of all, I'm going to pass out. I'm going to scream. I'm going to run. Amen. But it's going to make me serve God. I don't know. It might scare you. It might wake you up. It could happen. Amen. But God is saying that's not going to work in a general sense. It's not going to work to have amen, some sign or wonder or supernatural thing. You know why? Because you know what? Hollywood wows us so much and all these things in this world so sensational that we become even numb to certain things. Amen. And I'm telling you, it's God's word. It's the spirit of God that backs up his word that's what's going to save us that's what we should be excited about amen if they reject my word then there, were, there, there was there's no sign or wonder or miracle God said that will persuade them to believe and be saved oh God what are we waiting for I don't want to wait for nothing amen signs come and go Miracles come and go. Amen. Even my excitement level in my life, it comes and goes. Sometimes I'm up, sometimes I'm down, sometimes I'm in the middle, whatever. Sometimes I'm hot, sometimes I'm cold, sometimes I'm lukewarm. Amen. But the Word of God stands forever. The Word of God is there as an anchor and a rock in my life. The sure foundation and a cornerstone. 
The word of God is constant and it abides forever. First Peter 1.23, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. James 1.21, so get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word of God has planted in the word that God has planted in your hearts for it has the power to save your souls. Psalm 119.105, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. Amen. I need the word. Praise God. Amen. Miracle signs and wonders are awesome and I believe in them and we need them and they confirm the word. But if I don't have the word as my primary thing, then I'm in trouble. Praise God. Amen. Miracle signs and wonders will not light my path. They will not direct me. Amen. They are there to confirm. They are there to be a blessing. They are there. Amen. As benefits to God's people. Amen. They're there to show God's power. Amen. But his word is what I'm waiting for. And I got it. I got it. Isaiah 40 verse 8. The grass withers and the flower fades. But the word of God stands forever. The word of God stands forever. Matthew 24, 35, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Amen. You see, we need faith. If you want, if you want a miracle, you got to have faith. If you want a sign, you got to have faith. But we're not sign seekers, we're God seekers. You seek God and he's automatically going to give you some signs. Amen. But we're God seekers and we're God's word seekers. Praise God. But we need faith to, to believe in those miracles. And you know where faith comes from? Amen. Not out of thin air. Faith comes from the word. Amen. Faith, Romans 10, 17. So, the, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. I got to hear it preached. I got to get it in my life. I got to put it in my heart. I got to remember it in my head. And I'm going to have faith. And then I'll see miracles. And then I'll see signs. And then I'll see wonders. And then I'll experience divine healings. Amen. Praise God. You see, God's word is the seed. God's word is the promise. Amen. The promise is like the seed. The harvest is in the seed. And the blessings and power, powerful things, amen, and the power of God and the miracles of God are in the promise, amen. I could get one little seed and plant it and, and you know, get a, an apple tree from it. And then I get a bunch of apples that come every year because of this one seed. That big harvest is in that little seed. The harvest is in the seed. Amen. The blessings and the power of God is in the promise. Amen. It's like the seed. You hang on to it. Praise God. But it's His Word. His Word is what we're holding on to. Praise God. Hebrews 4 verse 2. See, there's the preaching goes forth. The word goes forth and people hear it. Amen. In churches all over the land. Praise God. They hear it through through uh, YouTube channels and podcasts and all kinds of things and blogs and so forth. They hear it on all kinds of uh, avenues and uh, platforms. Praise God. And you know what? It, it, it affects some people and some people it doesn't affect. And what's the difference? Amen. It, it's that they didn't get the faith. 
out of the Word that they needed. Praise God. Some will go home and go, Woohoo! Hallelujah! My life has changed. And others will go, Oh, oh um, uh, what's next? Amen. Even on the day of Pentecost, when thousands of people were there, when Peter preached that first sermon in Acts chapter 2, thousands of people witnessed 120 looking seemingly drunk people, drunk in the spirit, coming down the stairs of an upper room, amen, filled with the Holy Ghost. And he preached that first sermon. And it said, they that gladly received the word, amen, were baptized. And 3,000 souls were added to the church. But it said some didn't believe. Some scoffed and some mocked and some went back to partying at the Feast of Pentecost. And what's the reason? Hebrews 4, 2. Amen. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Amen. You got to grab the faith that comes when the word comes. Amen. That's the difference between God's word changing you and God's word bouncing off your heart like a rock. Praise God. I'm going to rejoice in the word. I don't care if it don't have a sign or a wonder that goes with it. The word is enough for me. Because all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Woo! And the writer of Hebrews in chapter 4 said the Word of God is alive and it's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword piercing and the dividing of sunder of soul and spirit and of the joint and the marrow and it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of our heart. Woo! Praise God. Amen. So what are we waiting for? Amen. You might say, well, I'm not waiting, Pastor. I, I'm good. Yeah, good. I'm glad you're good. Praise God. I, I know sometimes messages are just for a few. Sometimes it's, uh, it, it's for it's preventative maintenance. Sometimes it's for somebody down the road. Sometimes it's for somebody that's going to listen after the fact. Whatever. Amen. But you know what? We don't want to wait for anything. We want God to give us everything He has for us right now because as you can see the world is on a fast train going in their direction and we need to be on just as a fast of a train in the gospel train of God going in God's direction getting all we can get from God. Oh Lord, help us. Give us all you have in your word for us and all that goes with it. 2 Corinthians 6, 2. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Right now. Amen. Like the song sings. We sing right now. Right now. Let the Savior bless your soul right now. Don't put off until tomorrow what you can do today. Let the Savior... Bless your soul right now. So what are we waiting for? God, I don't want to wait for anything. Yeah, I want to wait on you. Amen. I, I don't want to try to do it myself. And the Bible does say to wait on God. Amen. But wait on God for what he has for you. Amen. But if he has something for you, don't wait any longer. Get it. Grab it. Get a hold of it. Make it your own. Praise God. Possess it. Praise God. With your patience, possess your souls. Jesus said you must be born again to see the kingdom of God. Amen. So you'll see the kingdom of God when you believe it. Amen. You, you want to see the kingdom of God? Be born again. Praise God. And then he said, 
You will see it when you believe it. You will see it when you obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. He also said you will enter into the kingdom of God when you're born of water and spirit. And that's not talking about heaven. That's talking about the kingdom of God on earth. We got to get into this kingdom before we get into that kingdom. And that's the church. The church is the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. The kingdom of God is within us. The kingdom of God is the Holy Ghost inside of a person guiding their life, talking to them, showing them the way. Amen. Confirming the word. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Amen. What are we waiting for? Acts 22.16 Apostle Paul who used to be called Saul of Tarsus a great Jewish man that was very well regarded in that faith with all the things that he did up to that point but he saw Christianity as a threat and he went to try to snuff it out. But God saw his zeal and said, man, if I can turn this guy around and put him on my team, boy, he's going to do good stuff for us. And so we see in the Bible, Acts chapter 9, Paul is on his way to Damascus to do some more damage to the church. But God has other ideas for him. And right in the middle of the day, around about noon, the sun was up high and God shined brighter than the sun, spoke to him. And said, hey, it's time to get on my team. You're persecuting me. I am Jesus whom you're persecuting. Amen. And, and Saul became blind. He was led by the hand in the city. God told somebody that was saved in part of the church to come and witness to him and baptize him. Amen. And his blindness went away. And Saul of Tarsus became the great apostle Paul. Amen. And writing over half the New Testament, three missionary journeys, starting a ton of churches, and all the things that he did to impact the New Testament early church. Praise God. And it was all, amen, because he gave his life to God. He didn't wait any longer once he was presented with God's power. Amen. And later on in the book of Acts, when Paul was given, he gave his testimony always and shared what happened on that fateful day when he was on the road to Damascus. Amen. And he was recounting it to either a king or a magistrate in the, Rome, in the Roman Empire, Acts chapter 22. And then he said, this guy Ananias, who God sent to me to get me converted, and he baptized me, he told me this. And now, you know, basically, Paul, what are you waiting for? Get up! Be baptized. Have your sins washed away, calling on his name. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. And I say that. What are we waiting for? If we haven't repented of our sins, ask God to forgive us. Let's do that right now. Praise God. If we haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, amen. We don't have the water in there, but we can put it in there. Might be a little chippy. Amen. A little bit cool. Praise God. But hey, it's for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. But we can get it in there in about half an hour. Praise God. Or you can tell me, yeah, I want to be baptized. Let's do it Thursday or whatever. Amen. We can do it right now. We can do it this week. Whatever you want to do. Don't wait any longer. Be baptized and be filled with the Holy Ghost. If you haven't received that powerful experience of the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues, it is for you, your children, all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Oh, I pray. 
Amen. And if you doubt it in any way, I dare you to just ask God, Lord, if this is for me, give it to me. Ask him for it. He'll give it to you. It is for you. It is for you. It is the resurrection power. Woo! 2023 is a year of born again, filled with the Spirit. Let's move on. We're not going to wait any longer for anything. We got the Word. We got Moses and the prophets, and we got more than Moses and the prophets. That was during the time of the, the, uh, the in-between time, but the law was still in place. Amen. And the church hadn't started yet when Jesus and John the Baptist time was there. Amen. But now we not only have Moses and the prophets, we have the words of Jesus. We have the resurrection. We have the ascension. We got the crucifixion. We've got all the power. We've got the word. We got the New Testament books. Amen. What are we waiting for? Let's go. Let's do it. Praise God. Let's go. Let's reach out. Let's shine bright and be a light to people. Jesus' name, amen. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.